This is the Cancer Radio Network. Coming up on this episode of the Colon Cancer Podcast, presented by Coloplast. Ostomy appliances are like buying new shoes. You have to find the one that fits you personally. Welcome to the Colon Cancer Podcast, presented by Coloplast, offering stories of information, inspiration, and hope to those affected by colorectal cancer. I'm Lee Silverstein. Welcome to episode 72 of the Colon Cancer Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Last episode, I was updating you on my diagnosis and where I was at I was heading uh, to the Moffitt Cancer Center for my, I think it was four-month scan, and got the results, and wasn't quite what I was hoping for. There was a small nodule in my lung that we've been watching for, goodness, close to a year now. It's kind of sitting there at around five millimeters, and the results of the scan that I just got here middle of July showed that it had grown to somewhere between seven and eight millimeters. So my oncologist is suggesting that uh, we take care of it. So I've got a consultation coming up early August with the uh, radiology oncologist to talk about going back and trying the treatment that I had for my first lung nodule. Uh, We're going to talk about addressing that using SBRT. If you're not familiar with SBRT, that stands for Stereotactic Body Radiation Therapy. Basically, it's a very targeted high-dose radiation. Uh, Get it done over the course of five consecutive days, so it's typically done on Monday through Friday. Um, It's kind of a little bit of a complicated procedure. They create this mold that you have to lay on so that you're perfectly aligned with the... um, with the, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say laser, but they do use a laser beam to aim it. So we'll go with that. So anyway, so I'll know more here in a few weeks. Um, Obviously a little bit disappointed and a lot of emotions as we all go through. Uh, I've really tried to focus on minimizing, if not totally eliminating the whole scanxiety thing that we've talked about. And what I used was the techniques that I learned from one of the previous guests on the show, Shell Hamilton. Uh, Shell is a hypnotherapist and uh, specializes in anxiety. And if you missed that episode, I highly recommend you go back and take a listen to my conversation with Shell Hamilton. You can find that at thecolincancerpodcast.com forward slash 068. And she gave us some wonderful techniques to help us Uh, manage that whole scanxiety situation that I myself was dealing with. I I think I've gotten much, much better with that. And if you deal with scanxiety, go back and take a listen to that episode. And I think you'll really be helped by the uh, suggestions that Shell offered us. If you have an ostomy and are experiencing leakage, that is not normal and you don't have to live with leakage. Feeling secure is important to be able to do the things you enjoy without worrying that you may have to deal with an embarrassing leak. 
Skin-friendly Brava Elastic Barrier Strips from Colaplast are designed to prevent the edges of your barrier from lifting and help to keep your barrier securely in place. They are elastic and are designed to move with you as you bend and stretch. The innovative Brava Elastic Barrier Strips from Colaplast are a skin-friendly alternative to tape and are available for you to try today. Don't let leakage rule the day. Call 1-855-430-9500 today to receive a free sample of Brava Elastic Barrier Strips. I want to talk about uh, some of the great uh, events coming up uh, taking place in the colon cancer community. We have two undie run walk events coming up in the month of August. The first one takes place on August the 5th, Saturday, August the 5th, for our friends in Nashville, Tennessee. That is taking place at Shelby Park. So your option of a one-mile fun walk or 5K run uh, for our friends out in Nashville to Tennessee. Two weeks later, we'll be heading out to the great northwest to Tacoma, Washington for the next stop of the Undie Run Walk, and that is taking place on Saturday, August the 19th, and that is taking place at Wright Park. So if you live in either of those areas, uh, check out uh, the Colon Cancer Alliance website at ccalliance.org for more information. If you have an ostomy or are undergoing chemotherapy, you know at times it can be a struggle to stay hydrated. That's where H2ORS can help. H2ORS is an oral rehydration solution, which is an over-the-counter electrolyte drink mix for dehydration. H2ORS is a medically accepted alternative to IV hydration. So for those of you who are struggling to stay hydrated due to an ostomy or chemotherapy, H2ORS can help replenish your fluid and electrolyte levels. It has three times the electrolytes of most sports drinks without the excess sugar, artificial flavors, or artificial colors. If you would like to try a free sample of H2ORS, go to h2ors.com sample and they'll ship one out to you. No strings or hidden costs attached. Also, when you make your first purchase at h2ors.com, if you use the code CCPOD, you will get 10% off your first order. I'm also really looking forward to the upcoming annual colon cancer conference, which is taking place in Cleveland, Ohio on November 1st and 2nd, which is a Wednesday and Thursday. This is in partnership with the Cleveland Clinic. Uh, It's open to patients, survivors, caregivers, anybody that has a relationship with colorectal cancer. This will be my fourth conference, so I'm really excited to get the chance to uh, come back and hopefully meet some of the folks that I have not yet met. So I'm hoping to meet a lot of you there. We will uh, be podcasting from the conference. We'll have a colon cancer podcast table set up. We'll be interviewing attendees, presenters, would love to get a chance to say hello, invite you over and uh, put you on the mic and uh, do a little short interview about your journey. For more information on this conference, uh, check out the website, uh, coloncancerconference.com, and there will be more information coming. There will be scholarships available, too, for those that need some financial assistance, either with the registration, uh, accommodations, travel, or all of the above. That will be available on a first-come first serve basis. So keep an eye on both the Colon Cancer Alliance website 
and the Colon Cancer Conference dot com website for more information. I want to welcome and say thank you to our newest sponsor, Exact Sciences, manufacturer of Cologuard. Cologuard is the first and only FDA-approved, non-invasive, stool DNA-based colon cancer screening test. It's for patients 50 and older at average risk of colon cancer. Cologuard is shipped directly to you where you can provide a sample in the comfort of your own home and ship it back to the lab postage prepaid. Cologuard is not for everyone. It is not a replacement for diagnostic or surveillance colonoscopy in high-risk individuals. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. Cologuard is available by prescription only. Ask your doctor if Cologuard is right for you. Find out more information by visiting their website at cologuardtest.com. My guest this week is Deb Fox, and I had, I was so really just moved by the work that Deb is doing. Deb is not a colorectal cancer survivor, but she is an ostomate and has done just such tremendous work to support people in the ostomy community. She has taken it on herself to create some wonderful resources. She's got a fantastic Facebook group. You can find that group by searching on Facebook for Osto My Family. That's the name of the group, Osto My Family. So it's O-S-T-O-M-Y Family. She's got over 2,300 members in that group offering advice, suggestions, support. Uh, There are also medical professionals part of that Facebook community. So if you are... Uh, you know, if you have an ostomy, uh, whether it be a colostomy, ileostomy, whatever it may be, check out Osto My Family on Facebook. And Deb has also created a whole online uh, support uh, directory, is what she described it at. And it's you can find it at ostomy211.com. And it's a virtual uh, one-stop yellow pages, for lack of a better word, of everything you'd ever want to know and all the resources that you might need um, for those of you that have an ostomy. She also has created what she calls her, her pantry, where she offers people who have some financial challenges uh, the opportunity to acquire supplies, uh, at a very discounted rate, and she has just taken on this project single-handedly. I really was uh, just touched by the selflessness of the work that she does, and um, she does this all on her own time and on her own dime. So before I turn, o- turn over to the interview with her, I do want to, in her, in her support, if you are fortunate that uh, you don't have financial challenges and you're in the ostomy community and can help Deb out to provide the support that she does for her community, please go to her website at ostomy211.com and you'll see there's a number of links there where you can make a donation to support all the wonderful work that Deb is doing. Let's hear from Deb and uh, let her describe her her story and uh, the details behind what she is doing. Join me now for my conversation with Deb Fox. Hi, Deb. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, Lee. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. I am too. You know, it was, it was so great. Uh, and, and I get to say this, unfortunately, not often enough to the guests that, that I meet, but it was great that uh, you are one of the guests that I have met face to face. If I recall, yes. we met at the Colon Cancer Alliance Conference in Phoenix in 2015. 
15, right? Yeah, it makes real people. <laughs> Making us be real people. Yeah, you're <laughs> right, because you know, when all you see are, are comments on Facebook and those kinds of things, sometimes you wonder, are these real people? <laughs> <laughs> and I and so I can uh, I can vouch for everybody yep. listening that yes Deb is a real person <laughs> and a wonderful person at that. Now what's different about you and and having you on the show and and you and I talked briefly last week and I didn't know this about you was that you uh, are one of the folks that has worked closely with the Colon Cancer Alliance, that is now a guest on the Colon Cancer Podcast, but colon cancer has not been part of your life. Uh, but what has been the major part of your life and why I'm so excited to have you on the show is been all that uh, you've done in the ostomy community. So how did an ostomy come to be part of your life? For people that have ostomies, there's a lot of different reasons why someone may need to have an ostomy, one of those reasons being colon cancer. But my reason was ulcerative colitis in which my colon became inflamed and cut the blood supply off to my small intestine. So I have a permanent ileostomy and I, I have a real passion to help people with ostomies not to take credit away from a nurse, but a nurse that does not have an ostomy is speaking to you out of a book. They don't live it. And just as colorectal cancer patients need someone to understand how they really feel, people with ostomies, some of which being colorectal cancer patients, need someone who really feels how they feel. Where does this passion to give back and help other people, where does it come from? Is this the way you've been all your life? Have you, you know, before you had your ileostomy, were there other things that you were doing to help, help those in need? Um, I have a college degree in business management. So I, I understand the business end of things, but when I got my ostomy and I was looking even online for resources, I was having a difficult time finding resources and patient education. So when I started looking for that is when I built our first website, which is the resource directory at ostomy211.com. Then at that time, I did not have insurance. So I also have the feeling that people have when they don't have insurance. And when they're running short on finances, some of the very same things that the cancer patients are going through. Well, but before you, you faced this health challenge, were there other things not related, obviously, prior to having an ostomy, were you doing anything, any other kind of volunteer work, or is this just something that came out of your personal experience? It came out of my personal experience. I see, I see. So uh, you saw this void, for lack of a better word, and uh, how did you go about, how did you even know how to go about creating a website and putting this all together? Well, the business management degree I have 
is how I figured out how to build the website. And I had asked my ostomy nurse what I could do to help other patients. And she said that to get started at the hospital, I would need to be certified as a United Ostomy Association ostomy visitor. So that's how it started. And it's just kind of grown from there. So you, you became affiliated with the United Ostomy Association. Correct. And what is their website? Um, their website is www.ostomy.org. Okay, very good. And the website that you created is ostomy211.com? Ostomy211.com is the resource directory. Mm-hmm. And then our, our other programs can be lit can be found at ostomy211.org. I see. We have both. You have both. Now, what kind of resources can someone expect to find when they visit your, your site? Uh, what, what resources are available to them there? We have the resource directory at ostomy211.com, which is like a yellow pages directory broke down by category in relation to ostomies and a lot of the cancer issues and some of that is also broke down into local resources then we have other programs such as ostomy supplies which is an emergency supply pantry whether it be that you don't have insurance or maybe your insurance has a very high deductible or you just didn't get enough to cover you for that month we can ship supplies to you for a minimal donation, which $20 includes your supplies and the shipping. And that's anywhere within the United States. So for just that nominal fee, they'll get what they need kind of to tie them, o- tie them over? Five wafers usually is about 56 to $60. And we usually send five to ten wafers and um, ten bags and the accessories that go with them. So in order to have a month's worth of ostomy supplies, it's going to run you about $400 if you have to pay out of pocket. And we ship that out for $20. How are you able to do that, Deb? All of our supplies are donated by other ostomates, whether it be that they ordered supplies that did didn't fit them personally or they had samples they didn't use maybe somebody passed away someone had a reversal a lot of different reasons people donate supplies but we accept donated supplies and we have not purchased any supplies with cash it's all been donated from other estimates okay do you get any uh, support in the way of like samples from any of the manufacturers um, whenever someone is a new ostomate, we set them up with Polyster, Coloplast, Convitec, and Safe and Simple. And wh- how does that help them? What, what are those companies able to do for that individual? They send them uh, usually about a week's worth of supplies that are their brand to sample um, their different um like some of them might be flat wafers, some of them might be um, a convex shape, 
Some of them might be a cut to fit, different adhesives. Um, a, somebody with colostomy um, might be able to use a closed bag instead of having to use a drainable bag. Someone who has a urostomy has a different drain than someone with a colostomy or a ileostomy. I see. What are some of the common misconceptions about living with any type of a ostomy? One of which is that you can't go swimming. You can't get it wet. You can't shower. All of those things are absolutely 100% false. Um, people don't smell you, even though you may think they can, as long as your bag is kept clean. Others aren't going to, to smell you. Whenever I go to visit people in the hospital, one of the first things I do is introduce myself and talk to them for a little bit before I even tell them I have an ostomy. That way they are shocked that they didn't see that I had an ostomy. And that helps them to understand not everybody's going to see it. I see. Uh, tell, tell us more about your, your volunteer work in the hospital. Um, where, where do you do that work and, and, and what's, how is that set up? Um, we've set it up with numerous hospitals in the Oklahoma City area. And so we have, um, we have clinics that are working with us, such as the Stevenson Cancer Center. So if a, a person who has bladder cancer or colorectal cancer is going through Stevenson, the doctors and nurses at Stevenson can let them know about ostomy 211 and we can talk to them pre-op. Then um, if they contact the Colon Cancer Alliance and would like to have a buddy based on an ostomy, then I am the person or one of the persons who has an ostomy that volunteers with the Colon Cancer Alliance to be a buddy for someone who is either looking at having to get one or has an ostomy. Then when they're in the hospital, we go visit them while they're in the hospital and kind of help them to get an idea that everything's going to be okay. And yes, it hurts really bad right now. And you might not have the right fit right now. Um, that's one of the other misconceptions is it's a one size fits all. And Ostomy appliances are like buying new shoes. You have to find the one that fits you personally. And then when they go home, we have the support group, which is Facebook-based. That's a private Facebook group that has over 2,200 members, so they can talk to somebody 24-7 on the Facebook group. And we can go talk to them in person if they would like for someone to talk to them in person as well. And you built this whole thing yourself. What do you do in your spare time? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine there isn't any spare time. Mm -hmm. I mean, from between running the website and the pantry and hospital visits and buddy phone calls, uh, do you ha do you wear a Wonder Woman's cape? I'm just wondering. <laughs> no, I don't. But it is a personal passion, and that makes everything worthwhile. Well, and I, to be able to help someone to not have the same 
anxieties and fears that I had makes it totally worthwhile. Well, speaking of anxiety and fears, uh, one of the questions I always like to ask guests on the show uh, goes something like, you know, if someone were to listen to our interview uh, and they recently or someone they care about recently found out that an ostomy was going to be part of their future, what do, you, what do you what would you say to them? What would you want them to know, Deb? One of the things that I tell, especially females that are going to be having what's called a fecal ostomy, not a urine ostomy, is men pretty much get to choose where they compete. When we have a colostomy or an ileostomy and we can choose where we empty that bag, it gives us an up. <laughs> and just because a man pees differently than we do doesn't mean that they're weird. So it doesn't mean that we're weird that we have an ostomy. It's different, but that doesn't make you weird. Mm-hmm. The, the phrase I often hear is, uh, your new normal. Is that something, the way you would describe it? Yes. Your yep. new normal. Fantastic. If you were born with an ostomy, such as a lot of children have an ostomy surgery the first day they're born, they wouldn't know any different. So it isn't something that I would say is a disability. Well, Deb, this clearly is a passion of yours uh, with all the things you do. Uh, I am not an ostomate. I'm not an ostomate, so I can't speak from personal experience here. But uh, I know that I can say on behalf of those that are, thank you so much for all that you do to help so many people. I mean, a private Facebook group of over 2,200 people on top of all the other things that you do really is amazing. You're amazing. Um, where can people, again, find all this information online in case they missed it earlier? Ostomy211.com, ostomy211.org, ostomy211 at gmail.com is our email address. And... So any of those avenues would be your first means to locate Ostomy 211. And if someone was looking for a support group, a local support group that they would like to meet with people in person and maybe do other social events with other ostomates, the United Ostomy Association, which is again located at ostomy.org has a search that you can plug in your zip code and it will list all of the support groups that are within so many miles of where your zip code is and it lists how many miles away they are and if they have a website who their contact person is that kind of stuff great great well we'll have all of those links posted on our website on the coloncancerpodcast.com so people can go there and they'll uh, they'll find our our conversation there and the links to all these sites i know that most people who listen to this uh, listen either in their car or while they're exercising whatever it is so may not be have the ability to, to take notes so just know if you just go on the coloncancerpodcast.com the links to all these resources that Deb made, met, uh, mentioned will be posted there. 
Deb, thank you again for not only spending time with me this evening, but for just all the amazing and selfless work that you're doing to help so many people. I know that it's greatly appreciated, and I, and I thank you for all that you do. Thank you, Lee. You take care. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Colon Cancer Podcast presented by Coloplast. And thank you to our sponsors, Coloplast, H2ORS, and Exact Sciences for your support. The Colon Cancer Podcast is a proud sponsor of Genie's Blue Angels, providing financial support to those affected by colorectal cancer. Thanks for listening to the Colon Cancer Podcast, presented by Coloplast. Notes from this episode can be found on our website at thecoloncancerpodcast.com. To subscribe to the podcast, please visit thecoloncancerpodcast.com forward slash subscribe. If you or a loved one has a question about colon cancer, please visit the Colon Cancer Alliance website at ccalliance.org. Again, that's ccalliance.org. Thanks again for listening. Be well, everyone.